With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Columbia Broadcasting System, in cooperation with the United States Army and United States Air Force Recruiting Service, presents the new Mr. Ace and Jane program, a weekly half-hour comedy series starring radio's original comedy couple, The Aces. Once again, the strains of Manhattan Serenade introduce the story of Mr. Ace and his wife, Jane. Tonight, Chapter 2, entitled... Jane complains because Mr. Ace forgot to send her flowers on their 15th and a half wedding anniversary, and Mr. Ace says he didn't think the halves were important, and Jane says they are in football, which leads to quite a scrimmage, and Mr. Ace winds up on his own end zone. Or, as Mr. Ace puts it, Michigan 49, A-C-E nothing. You won't believe the trouble a man can get into sending his own wife flowers. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. You know, America's young men are the biggest, healthiest, best-educated young men in the world. Even so, the standards of today's regular Army and United States Air Force are so high that only 60% of these fine men can be accepted when they volunteer. Doesn't that give you a pretty good idea of the type of men that make up today's Army and Air Force? Well, if you need more proof, take a good, long look at the next soldier you see. Neat, clean-cut, resolute. Yes, you can put this in your pipe and smoke it. He's helping to do the most important job there is in America today. And now, Mr. Ace, you were just about to say... Well, first I want to say I'd like to dedicate this story to all the husbands who will someday marry Jane. Because the way things have been going in our marriage, I don't give it much more than another, oh, 20 or 30 years. After 15 years of marriage, Jane still clings to the romantic and medieval idea that I should send her candy every day like I used to before we were married. I still cling to the romantic and mediocre idea that he should send me candy like he used to. I still eat. She thinks I should write her cute little notes like I used to. I think he should write me cute little notes like he used to. I still read. She thinks I should send her flowers every day. I still smell. <laughs> but I should warn any future husband of Jane's that he also gets the custody of my brother-in-law, Jane's brother, Paul. 
I don't know exactly how to describe Paul. He's a sight. And uh, his wife's a sight. In fact, they're a parasite. <laughs> and I've got the canceled checks to prove it. Paul hasn't worked in a long time, but he expects to go to work any year now. He's been waiting around for the right kind of a job to come along. I've been waiting around for the right kind of a job to come along. He's very particular. I'm very particular. Let's face it, he's a bum. I'm very particular. Mm. Well, let's get on with the story. <clears throat> the other morning, Jane and I were having breakfast before I left for the office when who should drop in but Paul. I don't mean to sound surprised because Paul does this every morning. You see, he lives up on 141st Street. We live on 76th Street. And every morning, he starts out to have <clears throat> breakfast in a drugstore on 47th Street. But to get there, he has to pass through our kitchen. It's, uh, it's a shortcut. It saves him, oh, about 65 cents. <laughs> Good morning, sis. Why, Paul, of all people. Oh, fine. I was on my way down to the drugstore, and I thought I'd get... Uh, look, by. Paul, you have to go through that same routine every morning. Just sit down and eat. <laughs> I'm just leaving. I'll see you later, Jane. I'll call you. Is that all you've got to say to me? See you later? I'll call you. What do you mean? Is that all you've got to say to me today? Today? What's today? What's today? How do you like that, Paul? The absent professor. Make it a double orange juice, will you, Jane? Look, Jane, if there's something on your mind, speak your piece. I'm late as it is. What is she talking about? Do you know, Paul? Jane, the toast is burning. Yes, and I'm not very good at smoke signals, Jane. If you don't want to tell me what's on your mind, I'm going. So long. Be good, Jane. Oh, sure. Be good. Be good. Well, I hope you're satisfied. You gave me something to worry about all day. Don't worry. Forget it. Hm. How do you like that? He forgot all about it. Uh, what is it? Says birthday or something? No. It's our 15th and a half wedding anniversary. 15th and a half wedding anniversary. He forgot all about it, huh? Some hot coffee, Jane. Okay, Paul. Hmm. Well, I told you, sis. I told you'd have trouble before you married him. Oh, I didn't have trouble before I married him. We used to have such fun then. So full faith and fancy free. Can I have some of those eggs, Jane? Help yourself, Paul. Oh, thanks. Uh, how long was I saying? Oh, yes. He never used to forget anniversaries before we were married. Always sent me flowers or some little pimento. Well, pass the cream cheese, Jane. Here you are. Thanks. Well, Jane, you must remember, you had a chance to marry George Davis. George Davis. Remember him? Wasn't he cute? He used to send me flowers all the time. His father owned the greenhouse, didn't he? <laughs> well, wholesale or retail, the thought was there. Mm. Well, sis, what can you expect from a guy who's always got his mind on business? He's not the flower type. If he ever starts sending you flowers, then you got something to worry about. What do you mean, Paul? Well, he's the kind of guy, if he ever sends you flowers, it'd mean he's been running around with some other woman. He's covering it up. What? Now, sis, do you mind if I make a suggestion? Oh, sure. I want you to be suggestive. Well, <laughs> well don't worry about him not sending you flowers. If he does send them, then you'll know he's up to something. Think of it like that. Some more coffee. Yeah, I never thought flowers could mean all those terrible things. Why, that awful George Davis. Am I glad I didn't marry him? Well, 
Well, that's the kind of an old lady my brother-in-law Paul is behind my back. Why doesn't he go have breakfast with Brenneman? <laughs> While Paul was egging Jane on and she was egging him at a dollar a dozen, I arrived at my office still wondering what Jane had been talking about. I was trying to think what day this could possibly be, and my secretary, Miss Anderson, was of little help. Oh, I ought to tell you about Miss Anderson. She's a cousin of Jane's from the unemployed branch of the family. Jane made me hire her and won't let me fire her. Miss Anderson may not be very quick or very bright, but I must admit she is inefficient. She, uh, she's not a very good typist. A very good typist. She's not a whiz at dictation. A whiz at dictation. And if she ever did anything right around the office, I'd drop dead. Drop dead? <laughs> I made the mistake of asking Miss Anderson a simple question. Miss Anderson, do you happen to know what day this is? Payday. I've got my check. No, no, here. no, wanna... no, no. I didn't mean that. Well, what? I wonder what Jane had on her mind. Well, anyhow, to play safe. Miss Anderson, I want you to order some flowers from the florist downstairs and send them out to Jane. Flowers? What's the matter? She's sick? Sick? No, she's not. Can't a man send his own wife flowers without her being sick? Some men can. Look, Miss Anderson... I know it can't be her birthday because she just had one two months ago. Oh, now that's clever. Did you figure that out yourself? Ignoring that sarcasm, I'll ask one more question. Is it an anniversary? No, our anniversary is in August. I don't know what day it is. I know it can't be her birthday because she just had one two months ago. Oh, that's clever. Did you figure uh, that Anderson, out? Miss Anderson, please. <laughs> Will you do as I ask you? Just call the florist and have him send out a dozen, oh, roses, I suppose, and I'll write a little note here to go along. Now, let me see. What shall I write? Is she sick? No, she... No, I told you she isn't sick. Now, let me write this. Let me see. Dear Jane, I hope you're feeling better. What am I writing here? <laughs> Well, it's my own funeral. I can send flowers to it if I want to. Of course, I had a lot of help from my brother-in-law, Paul the Bearer. Paul uh, was having his eighth cup of coffee just before the flowers arrived. He used to drink a lot more coffee, but he found it kept him awake all afternoon. Well, Jay, as soon as I finish this, I'll have to get downtown. They're starting excavating for a new building down on 45th Street. I'd better get down there or I'll uh, lose my place at the people. You know, Paul, you're right. About what? flowers, I mean. Uh, as long as he doesn't send me flowers, I have nothing to worry about. That's the ticket, Jane. Yes, I feel much better now. No flowers. It isn't every woman who can say her husband never sends her flowers. Oh, uh, somebody at the door. Just a minute. 